Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Susan Voisin from Fort Cantamain. Thank you for joining me today, Susan. You're very welcome. Susan, I met you at the Axe Retreat in Frenchville, mm-hmm. and you had shared your story. And I love Axe. I've been praying that those Axe Retreats would ignite like fire all across this globe because, you know what, they're full of the Holy Spirit. I love the song that we sang, Inviting the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Just tell our listeners today a little bit about the Axe Retreats. The Axe Retreat is amazing. It's a place where you can come and be yourself. It's a weekend for between you and God. Don't let anybody tell you how they are because it affects everybody differently. When I went, um, it had taken me eight years to go. My friend was, Joyce was after me and she kept saying, you need to come, you need to come. I went with an open mind. Um, At first, you know, I kind of found it, hmm, you know, I don't know if this is for me. But let me tell you, that Sunday, I did not want to leave that place. I felt so safe and secure. And there are so many things that go on through that weekend that touch your heart and brings you closer to God. It's unbelievable. People out there, men, the women, you need to experience that weekend. And I support it 100%. And the youth too, they, they have acts for youth. And yes, that yes. Is, that's um, exciting. Well, thank you, Susan, for um, sharing that about the Axe Retreat. And we just join our faith together today for that and Amen. just declare fire and, and that increase, increase, increase. Indeed. Well, Susan, you're going to share your journey with the listeners today of how you overcame anxiety and depression. Thank you for being transparent and just sharing your story today. It's real and it makes people feel like they're not alone. So thank you. You're very welcome. And first of all, I want to be uh, thankful to our Lord Jesus Christ because he is the one that honestly uh, saved my life. Uh, Without him, I don't think I could have survived it. And I will share that with you. Uh, I'm grateful to him for this opportunity with you, Angel. I know that this is his works. I'm here because I want to share my story to help people that there is hope when you think there is none. Amen. I grew up in a family of 14 children. We grew up in a dysfunctional home. I'll just give you a few tidbits that fueled the fear that I had in me. My father was alcoholic, and I'm sure a lot of people will identify with that. There's a lot of animosity as well, so we'll leave it there. So uh, when I got married, I I married an awesome man. I love my husband very much. We've been married for 37 years. We have two beautiful children, two beautiful grandchildren, and I'm so grateful to God for that. When this started, I think it built up throughout my life because I knew there was something going on with my body because I would get red flags, especially when I felt stress. My face would get beat red, um, my muscles would tighten, all symptoms of the upcoming breakdown that I had. I did not understand it, so I would dismiss it. At a very stressful time in my life, uh, one morning I woke up and 
my mind was going, but my body could not follow. By that I mean, I felt like there was an elephant sitting on me. I couldn't breathe. Uh, I felt something was choking me. I could not understand the, these uh, things that were going on. So the fear was there. The fear makes it worse because fear feeds anxiety. The pain in my chest was unbelievably uncomfortable. It was squeezing, a squeezing sensation. I couldn't eat. I lost 40 pounds in three months. I wasn't sleeping. Panic attacks was the most awfulest experience in my life. I would never wish that on my worst enemy. The panic attacks are so fearful and, and, and scary. It's unbelievable. It, you lose control of your body. It's, it's, I can't explain it. It just, you try to gain control, but you can't. This went on for a year. And what happened was I, I didn't want to see a doctor because I, again, I was fearful of medication. I think a lot of us fear that as well as side effects because I saw my mom go through that. So that didn't help. Then I came to a point where I couldn't control it anymore. I could no longer function as a person. And this bothered my husband a lot, which is understandable because he loves me and he, he wanted to help. So he couldn't understand what was going on. So therefore, myself, I felt like he didn't care. But on the other hand, he did because he didn't know how. And I understand that now. But at that time, I didn't understand it. It just fueled the anxiety. So uh, having said that, after a year, I decided to go see a doctor to try a anti-anxiety medication because I felt like I couldn't continue God was there at that time. He kept saying, and I knew this was happening, but your human thinking says, okay, how is he gonna do that? So your human thinking, thinking is there, it, we're doubtful. So he kept, God was there in the background saying, Sue, I'm here, I'm here, Sue. I'll be here when you're ready. So I, it's not because I didn't wanna listen. It's because I wasn't there yet. And I'll explain that to you later on. So I tried an anti-anxiety medication thinking that this was going to help. This was over. Tried it. Side effects. So I tried four different ones. All side effects. Couldn't continue. The first one um, numbed my palate, my nose. This, the second one... It felt like there was a brick on my head. I was walking around with a brick. It was so annoying. And the doctor kept telling me, well, this is going to get better. So she would increase it. So guess what? <laughs> the side effects increased. That one there was so awful. I almost lost it. And without my faith in Jesus Christ, I think I would have ended it there. But my faith and hope was there with him. And he was with me because there is no way that I would have survived that by myself. No way. So anyways, um, got through that, tried another one, a tunnel vision. It was like it got a hold of my brain and I, didn't, I couldn't function, sleep. That's all I did. So I'm like, this is not what I want to do with my life. So I got off. The fourth one um, got me so anxious that I couldn't sit still. I went walking that day. I must have walked 10 miles. 
and I was going around the mills and the bridge was there. That's when this evil one came in because I, I was weak, I was vulnerable, and what he was telling me sounded good, but it was not. There was a spiritual warfare, and the thoughts of, in my mind at that point were, just get it over with, jump, Sue, just go. Just get it over with. Nobody cares. Your family doesn't care. The doctor doesn't care. There was no one on this earth that was helping me, none. So I became afraid. And then I got in my car, I turned around and because I couldn't trust, I didn't trust myself at that point, but God was there. And he kept telling me, come see me. I need to see you. So that was in my mind. So I got in my car and I came here to church. I came in and I just gave it my all. I said, you need to keep me strong because right now I want to end it. And I said, if you can't help me, come get me. So I just laid it all out. I said, this is it. I've had it and nothing is helping. There's no one here. You need to tell me what to do. Now, Susan, we're at St. Louis Catholic Church that in Fort Kent, Maine. Mm -hmm. And Jesus met you here. He did. On that day. He Amen. did. And what did he say to you, Susan? He said, you need to face this. You need to face this demon. You need to face the fear. You need to face this and fight it. It is not going to be easy, but I will be with you every step of the way. Excuse me. I don't mean every time I say this talk to people, I tell myself I'm going to be strong and overcome. But uh, there's so many people that I want to help and I've had, you know, there's still people that are contact me and ask me how I do it. The first thing that I'm going to say is if you do not have faith, you will not survive. You will not because, how can I say that the, 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 the feeling of anxiety and depression is so strong. And this is how I describe it. Depression and anxiety are such a cruel punishment. There are no fevers, no rashes, no blood tests to send people scurrying in concern. Just the slow erosion of self, as insidious as cancer. And like cancer, it is essentially a solitary experience. A room in hell with only your name on the door. When things are physical, people have compassion. When it is mental illness, people are cruel because it is unseen. And that is so much on point. How do I explain the feeling of anxiety and, and, and depression? The anxiety and depression is your body reacting to your thoughts. Whatever is going on in your mind at that point, your body will react to it. And what I mean by that is whatever emotion we have, whether it be anger, fear, happiness, excitement, all emotions, at that point in your life, your nerves are so raw that it will automatically attach itself to that emotion and your body will react to that and it will react in pain and for me it was 
my face getting beet red, the feeling of somebody choking me, the fear, the sensation in my chest, the squeezing, those were all symptoms of anxiety. After that, the depression came in, the feeling of heaviness, hopelessness, um, dread, all of that combined together. So I had both coming at me. So it was so heavy that I cannot describe the feeling, the, the hopelessness at that point that I felt. Do you have any idea when that got entrance into your life? That was, was it in your childhood, do you believe? I think it started there mm -hmm. with the fear. And I think with um, the examples that we, we grew up with right. was connected that to that as well. Um, for me, my mom was such a very spiritual woman. I will be eternally grateful for that gift from her. She is the one that instilled that in us. She loved Jesus so much, and we saw so many examples by her in our upbringing. She actually probably saved a lot of us. Praise God. So I am taking that gem. It's a jewel. It's a gem. It's a gift. And I'm forever holding it in my life to my, to my heart. And I am showing this to my children and my grandchildren. Because it's a gift that is so important in this life today. Because of all the pressures, of all the stresses, and all of that combined. We need that. We need that gift to hold on to because when these things come into our lives, it, it saves us. And I'm, I am a walking person, living person, proof that Jesus Christ is a healer. He healed me. I want to come back to the day that you came to the church mm -hmm. and you said Christ is your healer. And I so believe that because his word said in Psalm 107.20, it says, um, I sent my word and healeth thee and saved thee from thy destructions. Mm -hmm. That's his word. Yes. And you know, his word is rich. It's richer than any bank, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's a gift beyond measure. Once you have that instilled in you, it's so amazing. I, his grace is, is, is unbelievably, oh, it's, I can't explain it. I was born a Catholic. I was raised a Catholic. I loved God. I came to church. I sat down in church, said my prayers, but I always felt there was more. There was more there. And I, when I was a little girl, I used to talk to him all the time. And when I was fearful, I used to call upon him. So he knew, he knew I knew he was there. And that has a lot to do with my um, healing as well. Now that I have gone through this, I've come so much closer to God. And I'm grateful for that. As hard as that was, that I almost lost my life, I am grateful to him for that because I'm so much closer to him. So that voice was telling you, jump, <clears throat> jump, mm -hmm. jump off a bridge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's when he attacks you when you're alone, when you're, when you're alone, when you're vulnerable, when you've lost hope. That's when that voice comes in and it's so powerful 
but God is is more powerful than him. That's right. You know, I tell people, Susan, that when those thoughts come, the, the scriptures tell us, casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, God would never tell anyone to take their life. Mm-mm. God would never tell anyone to jump off a bridge. Never. So those thoughts, we have to take that captive and we have to pull that down Yes. to tearing down a strongholds. And we know that people are losing hope all over this world. Um, we know that God is a God of hope. I remember Sister Mary Kelly. Um, she was mm, the, the nun in our in our city in Presque Isle, and that was what she wanted the world to know that God was merciful and full of hope. I love that lady. She is just dear to mm. my heart. And Susan, that's what you're saying to the listeners today: that there is hope. There is nothing that you could ever do or that you will do in your future, you've done in your past. There's nothing that God can't help you with. And I agree because, and another thing I wanted to share was, I learned to give control over to God. A lot of us want to control, we're all about control. And I have given that over to God. And whenever, through this experience, whenever I took control of the situation, it got worse. So I learned to trust God 100%. And I compare it to two buildings. There's a line going from one building to another. There's your high up in the air. There's a buggy on that line. The buggy is trusting God. Do you trust God enough to get into that buggy to get you safely to the other side? I would get in that buggy. I wouldn't even doubt. I would just go in. You asked me that before I had my experience. I would say, no way am I getting into that buggy. But now I do. I will get into that buggy to get safely to the other side. That's how strong my faith in God is now. Amen. And, and my trust in God. Because if you do not trust God 100%, our human thinking is always telling us, well, maybe, or what if, or but. No, no more. No more of that in my life. And I will be eternally grateful to Him because of my life and all the graces and the mercies that he has given me with my family, with my husband, my grandchildren, our business. You see, this, that was all at stake. It almost destroyed our business. It almost destroyed my marriage, my life. I would have never known my grandchildren. You see, there's so much at stake. It's unbelievable. And all the listeners out there, if you think that you're alone, you're not. You are not alone. God is always there. He's waiting. He's waiting for us. It's not going to be easy. Trust me. I know I've been there. There were days where, and to give you an example, after my church experience where God was talking to me, he specifically said that it was not going to be easy. And it's like you have two steps forward, three steps back. And this particular day, that was one of these days where I did not feel good at all. And all these doubts and questions were in my mind. And I had felt like I was losing my hope and my trust. So I went for a ride and I was going to my camp on Long Lake. 
And um, I stopped at this garage sale and I kept telling, asking Father, please give me a sign of hope. I need to feel you near me today. I need to feel your presence to keep me strong. So I stopped at this garage sale and um, there was only one table of stuff. So I went around, didn't see anything. And something kept telling me, you need to go again. So I did. And I saw this little book in the middle of the table and I noticed it's a Bible. And it has a rose on the page. And my favorite Bible verse is on the page. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. For all in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not, do not be wise in your, uh, the light is up. Do in not be wise in your, uh, uh, in your eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. So this was so powerful to me. I, I was like in, I was just standing there and I was like, oh my God, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. And this was an actual thing in my hand and God is talking to me. Amen. So I go in my car and I go to my, my camp and I, and I, I was so anxious to look at it. And I see the little, this little button on the side and this starts. sings it again and I for some reason I can't no, stop that's okay <laughs> so it's a good background music. I, Jesus loves his people I got on my knees and I said thank you Jesus thank you God thank you for everything that you've done for me so you see when you trust him he makes his presence known to you but you have to be open to it Mm -hmm. There were so many signs that I had when I was going through this, when I asked for it to feel his presence. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I like the number on the bottom of that where it says number five. That's a number of grace. Mm -hmm. And God is so gracious. And he's, I mean, that is incredible. God speaks to his people. He says, my sheep know and hear my voice. And he wants to interact. He wants to journey life with every person mm. he created us he knit us together he formed us in our mother's womb and he has a purpose and i call it the master plan for our life right and it's not to take our life and i'm on a mission now and i made a promise that if he was going to heal me that i was going to be on a mission for his glory i was going to help people bring people closer to him and to share his glory. This is not about me today. It's about him and his glory. I will never take that, never. I cannot do that because it's from him. That's right, it all goes to him. Well, Susan, on that note, would you take a few moments and pray for the listeners today? Sure. Thank you. I will ask Father to reach out into this world and to give the people who are suffering from this affliction, depression and anxiety, to give them hope and to give them strength, wisdom 
is a good one. Encourage. I would pray this all the time when I was going through it. Father, give me courage, strength, and wisdom. And he gave it to me because I understand this affliction 100%. I lived it. I felt it. And this will never happen to me again because I know how to control it through my Father, Jesus Christ, and Father God. I could not, never have done it without them, never. And I am eternally grateful for that gift from them. And I want to share to the people that you can have the same thing, put your hope and trust in God, because that's it's all about Him. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Susan. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Tune again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.